This is The Last Call with Chris Michaels. I am your host, Chris Michaels, for another riveting episode. Now, it's going to be a quick one because I've got a lot to do and I don't have a lot of time to do it in. So the first story is going to be coming from Texas. And this is from Dallas County Health and Human Services. Apparently last Friday night, Health and Human Services, along with the National Guard, decided to go around Deep Ellum to all of the bars and some 7-Elevens to, could you guess what they're trying to do? Well, uh, yeah, they were inoculating people with COVID-19 gene therapy platforms right in public. Yes. <laughs> what could be more intimidating than seeing a couple of National Guardsmen dressed up in military uh, fatigues going around with needles and masks on, and then you got some other clown in a blue shirt and dockers or something. I don't know. But this is absolutely ridiculous. And this is known, Dallas, uh, that neighborhood is widely known to be the live music capital of northern Texas and very popular uh, amongst the younger crowds. So that's what they were exactly doing. They were trying to essentially, I mean, you can't call it intimidation, but you're definitely trying to send some sort of message to the younger crowds by having people dressed up in military fatigues trying to get you to take an inoculation. Uh, so the, <laughs> it's really bad. So right now, according to the video narrator, uh, you can find this on Twitter. Uh, you know, you can find it all over the place, uh, basically on any sort of social media platform. So right now we are going to give a COVID vaccine to someone inside a 7-Eleven. This is what community service looks like and getting the community vaccinated. We're going out tonight too, administering the COVID-19 to bargoers in Deep Ellum. What? How in? I don't care what you say. I don't care what kind of message you're saying. But are we going to start to expect people, National Guardsmen, uh, Health and Human Services, or maybe even worse, Department of Homeland Security coming around intimidating you to try and take a vaccine? Not really letting you know or not really giving the impression, I should say, that what they're trying to do is optional. And all you have to do is tell them, no, you don't have to be guilt tripped into taking one of these things. Uh, so they went on, by getting vaccinated, you'll be able to enjoy going out again, knowing that you're safe and protected. Oh, I don't know about that. I really don't know about that. And a 7-Eleven clerk who agreed to receive the shot was asked by the, by the soldiers, how do you feel that you got the vaccine right here at work by U.S. soldiers? I mean, come on, <laughs> really? <laughs> This is what you're going to ask people? This is how you're going to go about doing this. The, the, the drive, the amount of people that actually want a vaccine has pretty much dwindled. All of the people, all of the branch COVIDians and the COVIDiots that were so mortified of this thing rushed out and got a vaccine due to artificial limitations. Oh gosh, it's scarcity. Oh, I can't get my vaccine. I can't wait to get my vaccine. I go out and live my life again. Guess what? Guess what? It was artificial. And so what that did, it created such a drive, such a boom to try and get a vaccine. That's why you saw all of those numbers skyrocket. And now that they've got all of these uh, all these vials just sitting around collecting dust, they've got to do something with them. So now they're out there 
borderline intimidating people with National Guardsmen dressed in military fatigue going around <laughs> asking if you wanted a, 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 a gene therapy platform inoculation. Yeah, okay, that's, that's going to go over big. So moving right along, like I said, we don't have a lot of time here. Uh, moving right along, we go to Maricopa County in Arizona. This is an article by Zachary Stiber from the Epic Times. A lot of things have been going on in Arizona, and I said I was going to bring up some of it last night. Uh, well, I am keeping my word. Not only do I broadcast almost every day of the week, I'm keeping my word right now as Chris Michaels, your host, that we're going to bring up Maricopa County. So, oh, what happened? What happened? Officials in Arizona's largest county on Monday urged the state Senate to bring an end to the audit. Now, all of the faux Republicans out there, and certainly all the Democrats out there, they think this audit is absolutely ridiculous because they're buying the propaganda just like they bought the COVID propaganda, just like they bought Russiagate, Ukrainegate, just like they brought the, uh, bought the January 6th insurrection. Uh, you know, on and on. Even the New York Times was forced was forced this week to admit that the Christopher Steele dossier was fake. And that's exactly what they pumped for four years, that the Christopher Steele dossier was real. That's the dossier that uh, well, not, well, sometimes, well, part of Biden, Biden, Obama, Clinton, all those, Comey, they all used that fake dossier, lies, accusations and basically said it was real in order to spy on Trump and anybody close to him and, and, and people not close to him for years in real time. So yeah, the New York Times finally had to, and those kinds of people that bought that story are now buying that this audit is ridiculous. And But what you're seeing is you're seeing a lot of discrepancies that are emerging from this audit and it looks terrible terrible for the state of Arizona. So the Board of Supervisors said it's time to end this, the audit, for the good of the Senate, for the good of the country, and for the good of the democratic institutions that define us as Americans. Now, the problem with the Arizona GOP is that, one, they are the majority within the Board of Supervisors here, and uh, well, well, the, technically, the Board of Supervisors, I believe, is made up of mostly Republicans. Uh, but it's the, the problem is, is that they're all never Trumpers. So they're all John McCain holdovers. The people that have been on the side of betraying this country and more than likely associated with gun runners, drug runners, and human traffickers that donate to their campaigns or donate to their campaign donors, you know, you do the money laundering deal. Uh, so these people are not aligned with the auditors here. And a lot of people think the auditors are being ridiculous, but what they're finding, what they're finding is not good. So the 14-page document uh, which is mainly, which, like I said, is the was comprised by the board, uh, attempted to counter accusations by auditors that the county handed over nearly 2.1 million ballots without chain of custody documentation and with discrepancies in some ballot batches. Now, what that means is chain of custody documentation. You submit your ballot. You cast a vote. What happens? 
Where does that vote go? Who possesses that vote? Who is ensuring the security and the validity of that vote? So if I cast a vote for candidate A, how do I know who holds on to that vote to ensure that my vote for candidate A actually ends up tallied for candidate A? And that's the problem here. Basically, what Arizona did was they outsourced the chain of custody. So you have no idea who was holding the votes. We actually do know who was holding the votes. It turns out that they uh, basically gave Dominion Voting System, run by Democrats, the chain of custody illegally. And so what was happening was all of these votes were going over to Dominion and going over to another uh, voting organization, voting company, right, that counts and tallies votes, right? So you've got all these hands and all these votes. And then, like I told you, the ballot, pal- the pallet ballots last week, the, none of the invoices are correct. And then this week, this week, we found there was something very, very odd. A lot of video came out. Basically, they, they subpoenaed those pallets, right? And they subpoenaed a lot of ballots with those ballots. And what happened was is that we found that there was videotape. And you can find this on uh, basically uh, Instagram and Twitter, if you look up Maricopa County Audit, where the people that were supposed to, the, the never Trump Republicans, that were supposed to hand over all of these ballots. Why? They were supposed to hand it over, I believe, by May 1st. They didn't hand them over until May 3rd. They've got videotape of people ha- uh, well they let me change this again. They had they were supposed to hand over the ballots I believe on May 1st or March 1st. I believe it was May 1st. But we have videotape of these people handling ballots on May 2nd and May 3rd. So where did all I thought you were legally you were supposed to hand over all of the ballots on the first. Why are you still shuffling ballots around on the second and the third? Then then they found once again through social media, they found shredded ballots. Now, why would you find shredded ballots all the way into May of 2021? There is no reason. No reason to find those shredded ballots unless you are cheating, unless you are engaging in voter fraud, unless you are trying to stack the deck. Either A, you knew which of the ballots were fake, so you're trying to destroy them ahead of time. B, you know which ballots should have gone to Trump and and you found the ballots that should have gone to Trump and you realize that they're still there and they don't match up on the with the results of the actual election so you're going to destroy those trump ballots or some combination thereof that's the only reason they're certainly not going to destroy uh joe biden ballots they're certainly not going to destroy ballots that they can confirm went to biden but they would certainly destroy uh trump ballots and they would almost likely destroy ballots that they knew were fake which we are finding out. I brought this up many times in other podcasts. So auditors found an entire database directory from an election machine to have been deleted. Basically, this this little snippet means 
there was a Dominion voting machine that was basically supposed to get handed over to the auditors. They open up the machine. Oh my gosh, the entire database, the entire voter log. It doesn't give the person's name, but it certainly gives tallies. Deleted, gone. And that was after the subpoena. You can't do that. That's incredibly illegal. You cannot delete evidence after a subpoena. So luckily they did find and they did recover all of those logs. Board members challenged the claims of the database deletion, asserted that no data was deleted on April 12th. Now, there are a, there's a lot of word games going on here with the Senate uh, between Arizona politicians and the auditors. You're seeing a lot of word games here. And what I mean by that is that the board and the Senate from Arizona and all of those politicians, they're saying nobody within, uh, no elected official or no count, uh, the person that counts the votes, I can't think of the, the guy's name, um, he not or, or she, nobody deleted any any ballots or nobody switched any votes. You're right, they didn't. They can't because we also found out that they don't have the passwords to any of the voting machines. So if you then who does who has the passwords who's able to delete voter logs from the machines? Somebody else that somebody is Dominion Voting Systems. And we're supposed to say that they have the integrity to uphold the results of an election for the United States. This is banana republic nonsense. And to think that this is only happening in Arizona, of course not. It's been happening in Georgia, New Hampshire, Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, especially Pennsylvania. I mean, this is going to be huge here. The board also continuing to refuse to provide routers or router images, meaning that they don't know where the routers are and Dominion has those routers or somebody else has those routers. If they get their hands on those routers, we can find out who goes into those systems, when those systems were penetrated, what the IP addresses are, what messages are being sent back and forth between the routers. And finally, those voting machines are not supposed to be hooked up to the internet. So just by default, if they've got a router, they're hooked up to the internet, which means that all the votes cast on those machines are null and void, whether that's for Trump, whether that's for Biden, whether that's for Santa, doesn't matter. Fan, the state Senate's president, threatened to subpoena Maricopa County officials over their refusal to fully comply with the subpoenas, but backed off that threat last week, instead laying out her concerns that the, in a letter and asked officials to meet on May 18th. So this is supposed to happen today. We've not heard much about it, but more is going to come out. Uh, so they're all now comes all of the guilt trips. The Arizona State Senate is better than all of this. The Maricopa County Board of Supervisors is better than all of this. Uh, on and on and on. Chairman Jack Sellers, Republican, indicated that the county would no longer cooperate with the state Senate or its auditors. The board is done explaining anything to these people who are playing investigator with our constituents' ballots and equipment paid for with real people's tax dollars. I would hope the Senate President Fan steps up, shows some political courage, pushes back, and gets rid of these contractors that have no business at the Coliseum. And 
uh, other Democrats have uh, decided to jump on that statement too, agreeing with it wholeheartedly. Yes, because you're all complicit in federal crimes. These, if these accusations are true, you are in so much trouble, especially if they can uh, prove it. And they can prove it. We just haven't heard about it yet because the audit hasn't been completed. But what is going on here is just insane. Insane. Another little snippet from Michigan. Matt DiPerno discovered that the tabulator machines can be reopened after the election. Now, this is from Michigan, so assume that it can also happen in Arizona. Uh, then they can run more ballots through the tabulator, print off a new tabulator tape with the new ballots, and then backdate the tape to November 3rd. Antrim County, Antrim County officials collectively decided to turn off ballot imaging functions on their tabulators so they would not have to respond to Freedom of Information Act requests. In other words, they purposely deleted the images of the ballots to destroy the evidence. This is not – it's illegal. You can't do this. Basically, you've got a machine on election day, runs all the ballots. Whoever is handling these ballots, because we don't know who's go, what's going on, they get the machine, crack it open, run new ballots, destroy the old ballots, backdate the new ballots to November 3rd. Nobody is the wiser. Do you see how illegal all of this is? You know, If I see it as illegal – I don't see how anybody else could see it otherwise. I mean, it's just mind-boggling. And all these people out there, all these never-Trump Republicans, all these idiotic Democrats, they're out there saying, oh, boy, well, this just needs to stop. Uh, It just needs to stop. This is just outrageous. And how could anybody, how could anybody sit there and claim that our elections were not valid and were uh, full of fraud. The person that we have to watch out for is Democrat Reynalda Valenzuela, the permanent elections chief of Maricopa County. He's, he's not the permanent, but he's been involved with the Board of Elections for almost three decades. And as a Democrat, do you really think, do you really think that he's going to give the auditors the time of day? Do you think that he's really going to be the person to maintain integrity when we're trying to figure out what's went on with election day and after? Where did all of these votes go? Why do we find burned up ballots? Why do we find shredded ballots? Why do we see videos of messing around, of people messing around with ballots when they should have been handed over already? So there are a lot of questions that we have here, and all of these things need to be answered, and it is about time for me to end this podcast. So this is the last call with Chris Michaels. It was supposed to be a short one, but it turned out to be a normal length one, and that's it because I am brilliant. So until tomorrow, enjoy your night.